Hello Spectrumites and other people. My name is Forrest and welcome to the Pancake King, Life and Marriage on the Spectrum. The podcast for you to learn about the autism spectrum, learn what it's like for someone like me to live on the spectrum, and what marriage is like between two people on the spectrum. Hello everyone, this is episode 31 of the Pancake King, Life and Marriage on the Spectrum. And joining me today, my name is Forrest by the way, I should... Should I said that in the automated intro? <laughs> Joining me today is KG. Sup? Hi. For every episode that uh, that you're in, you can just compete with how sharply, how um, how like invasively you say sup. Oh, let me try. Let me try. Let me. Try you try again. again. You want to try again? Sup. That was the best one so far. Now just make sure to lean forward a little bit so that your voice will be picked up by the microphone, honey. So you have no idea why you're even here today. Nope, you dragged me away from what I was doing, so let's Correct! <laughs> yeah. Although, to be fair, I did tell you maybe about two days ago that I wanted to do this. Yeah, but you still forcibly dragged me away from what I was doing. Anyway, you were just <laughs> learning more uh, Japanese. That's what you were doing. Yes, you're... which is very important. So what do you use to learn Japanese? Duolingo. Duolingo? Yes. Okay. For uh, those who don't know, what is Duolingo? It's a language learning app. You just learn languages on the app because it's a language learning app. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an app where it's a language learning app where you learn languages. <laughs> so what are we surrounded by right now, KG? Our existence. Boxes. <laughs> We're surrounded by boxes, KG. <laughs> I know I'm going to be saying this uh, over the next few episodes. Um, so just to kind of give you guys a, a little bit of a rundown of what to expect over the next month, uh, KG and I are moving right now. Uh, we are surrounded by boxes and mayhem. And so I decided to record a bunch of episodes ahead of time, make sure that they're produced and ready to go. So the whole month of April is covered, but I will be taking a break from recording podcasts for a couple weeks because we are moving uh, next week. And no, not uh, next, next week. Uh, you, it, close. Close enough. Not I try to be vague. I don't want people <laughs> sending me a bunch few of messages. Weeks. We'll be moving in a few <laughs> weeks. Yes. There we go. Perfect. Um, anyway, that's become the number one priority, and podcasting is more two or three. So um, I'm recording this along with KG, a two parter episode, and then I recorded another two parter episode with Blade earlier. So these were recorded out of order, but. Um, I thought it'd be kind of fun if we did a little bit of, um, shall we say, a, a resolution, a conflict resolution session. Um, in I, front of everybody? Yes, in front of everybody. Um, it, it is supposed to kind of delve a little bit deeper into the mind, the, uh, the mind of an autistic person, particularly in marriage, and uh, maybe uh, some people can learn something from this uh, when it comes to relationships. Even neurotypical people? Even neurotypical people, I believe. Because we autistic people can teach a neurotypical person or two something. Yeah. Like, how not to be stupid. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm we can, kidding. Both versions of people can be stupid. Yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> um, but some of us believe in the master race, which is autism. <laughs> the evolutionary master autism race. Autism master race. <laughs> we are mutants. We are the next generation of, human, of humankind. Yes. <laughs> So, anyway, conflict resolution. 
What kind of conflict are we resolving today? Today we are resolving the conflict of a conflict that has already been resolved more or less. But it kind of gives us some depth into how we work certain things out. So KG, you told me a very hurtful thing um, uh, not too long ago. You told me that you completely lost interest in the John Wick series. Now, here's the thing. I've been so bitter about this, I literally had John Wick dreams last night. <laughs> um, but, but the point I is... I bet I wasn't in those dreams. <laughs> you were, though! You were! You can't escape me. You can't escape me in my non-interest. So, uh, funny story, though, to start off with. I showed you the first John Wick film. Yes. I specifically remember how this went down. Yes. Because you were house-sitting that day, remember? You were house-sitting that day. And you accidentally left the keys to the house inside the house well, we when we locked here. ourselves out. Yes, so, thankfully we were able to re- resolve that by getting keys from another person. It took a while, but we had to drive all the way into town, which is like a 20-minute tw- drive. I guess... Uh, I guess someone uh, who has a spare key for that house works at the theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, we had to (laughs) go all the way there, get the key, then go all the way back. It it got to the point where we were eating our pizza in the car. (laughs) I remember this. Mm -hmm. You had such a headache by the time we got got back to the house. And I was going to show you the first John Wick and everything. I was kind of bummed out at first because uh, I was afraid that uh, you would lose the motivation at that point. Mm-hmm. You had a headache, but we did watch the first John Wick movie, and you liked it. You like you enjoyed it. Yeah, it had a you know it has an interesting world, a great action, um, mm-hmm. a very simple story, maybe to its detriment. I mean, you know, <laughs> John Wick receives a dog, which was a gift from his dead wife, and then uh, these guys kill the dog, and that makes him very angry. Yes. but but. It's not just enough that uh, this guy gets his dog killed. He's also part of a secret underground organization of spies and, and assassins. Um, well, they also yeah. stole his car. Don't forget that part. Yeah, they stole his car. That was kind of another big thing. You don't steal the man's car. No. Um, and so um, so I showed you that movie. You really liked it. And yes. then I went ahead and I showed you the second one. You liked that. Yeah. You and I went to go see the third one in theaters, and that's still one of the most fun experiences I ever had in a theater, because for at least the first 30 minutes, it was the best action I've ever seen in John Wick, and you can hear everyone in the theater reacting to it, like Mm -hmm. every blow and every, like, just big thing that happened. Like when the horse kicked kicked the guy with with his back hooves, Mm -hmm. you know? So, it has been about four years since that movie came out. And, um, a lot of things can change. In yeah, a lot years. of things. Yeah, a lot of things can change in three years, um, four years. or four years. Um, so John Wick Four. By the time this episode comes out, it will have been half a week since John Wick Four came out, and I assure you. At this point, I will have already seen it. Let me give you my review for the film um, at this point. It's a great film, best uh, film in the John Wick series. There, you have it, and now I don't have to review it again. <laughs> but you told me um, you weren't really uh, like interested in seeing this one uh, with me. So there are two There are two things that we can kind of like uh, peel back here to delve into your autistic self a little bit. Okay, go so, ahead. So, first, it's... Like you said, or like we said, it's been four years since the third John Wick film. Mm -hmm. So I think you mentioned at one, well, you obviously, you have your criticisms of the John Wick series itself. It's like with each film, it feels like repetitive, Mm -hmm. just kind of feels like the same thing over and over again. There's barely any plot to begin with. There's a lot of world building, but it's world building. A lot of world building. World building without sustenance. They don't 
do anything with it. They show you they show you something and then it goes away and they never bring it up ever again. I and think I, the third film had the best world building. Yes, but again, you could world building is good, but you know, build but it but world building implies that there is a world out there <laughs> on which this has been built and all we but all we follow is John Wick. I think it would have been nice, maybe, if there were maybe more characters to interact with, more characters to follow, because it's it's a it's a giant world where any, where where there's a lot of potential, but we only follow one person's life. Imagine if Lord of the Rings we only followed Legolas. I mean, personally, I wouldn't mind that, <laughs> oh, but no, I get. <laughs> what if we only followed Merry and Pippin? Oh uh, yeah, no, that would be pretty bad. That would actually be pretty bad. Yeah, everybody else is off doing cool stuff, but we're just following Merry and Pippin the entire time. And we get to see every single minute of the Ent Council. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you take The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, they're, uh, it's literally just the perspective, most of the time, is like the perspective of a hobbit. It, mm -hmm. Like, J.R.R. Tolkien loved to, um, you know, focus on the hobbits, but, I mean, yeah, you can make the argument that the Silmarillion is different, but because that expand, like, that spans so many like literally centuries mm -hmm. i'll whittle it down i know a lot of people don't like this show but rings of power literally focused on the gods of <laughs> middle earth mm -hmm. literally like the gods of middle earth the mm -hmm. high elves and the 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 dark lords and stuff like that yeah, yeah but like the point of like having a really expansive world like that is that you can focus on different factions and characters and different parts of the world that's what make that's what that's the fun part of world building is that you you have a chance to like really flesh it out but since we only follow john wick we're not able to get a, a big sense of what the world is about. Well, they are planning on, uh, they're still planning on coming out with a, a TV series called The Continental. Yeah, but that's been years. It's been years since they announced that. Yeah, it has been. I mean, a pandemic did happen in between. Yeah, but, can... but they were still able to pull stuff out. Yeah, right. Release stuff during the pandemic. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Um. So, but... Yeah, you have your criticisms there, but the point, another point is that it has been years since mm -hmm. the last film, Like and like you said, things can change, tastes can change. Do you think that it's kind of common, and I can honestly see this, do you think it's common for people on the autism spectrum to lose certain interest in something if that thing kind of becomes vacant? For a long period of time. I think so. I mean, our hyperfixations can come, can bloom and fade within weeks. So if there's no content to consume, if we're especially hyperfixated on something and we run out of content, what are we supposed to do then? Because, like, by the time they do release something new, it's kind of like, oh, hey, finally, but it's a little too late now. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've moved on to other things. Yeah, especially with a hyperfixation, it's like... Once you move, once you move on from a hyperfixation, very rarely does an autistic person like go back to that. It might pop up every once in a while. I, I like to say there's tiers of hyperfixations. <laughs> okay, there's, please explain. There's permanent hyperfixations, which are these are the ones you're really passionate about. These are the ones that never really fade. Like for you, it's Lord of the Rings and Marvel and Star Wars, similar with me. And then there's like semi-permanent hyperfixations where, where. 
you can be interested in it, but then it'll fade a little bit over time. But then eventually you're like, hey, I remember this. And you go back and, you, and it reignites the hyperfixation. But sort of like a cycle. And then there's the one-offs, where you're very interested in something, you consume everything you can, and then you're like, okay, I've consumed everything I can. Time for the next one. So would you say, is it fair to say that there is a limit in what uh, a person on the spectrum can be interested in? I wouldn't say that. I mean, you know me. I watch, I watch stuff on YouTube, and, it's, and most of the stuff is not connected. That's true. So... If it interests me, then I'll watch it, and then I'll consume it, and learn and absorb the information into my brain. <laughs> so I, I was curious about asking you, like, do interests, like, fade over time? You know, like, for autistic people especially, do they uh, have limits? Um, and the agreement that we basically came on is, I really, like, wanted you to go see, like, this one, uh, this one with me. Happens to come out on your birthday. We will not be seeing it on your birthday because because, that no. you, that, because you said so. <laughs> it's my day. I get to pick what we do. But uh, and, I, and I can I can make an executive decision and say we're not seeing John Wick on my birthday. Fine, the day after. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it's actually very convenient because that's a Saturday. You will not be working. Yes. Uh. So anyway, the the and this isn't the first time that we've done this. No. I was like, I want to show you like. Uh, I want you to, like, kind of experience something with me. I want you to see something with me. And obviously, obviously, if there's something that she is simply not interested in, I'm I'm not going to try to, like, make a deal, like, every single time. I don't think, I don't, I don't think we could sustain <laughs> something like that. Mm -hmm. It's one of the, it's one of those, like, rare exceptions. Yes. Well, it, it, you, we specifically agreed that I could show you something that I like that is of equal time length as the movie. Yeah. So, would you... Um, cause we've done this before. We've kind of done that trade, you know, yeah. we've done trades before. Um, would you say that it is an effective way of a, a, something effective that people, autistic people in relationships can do like one interest for another, essentially. Do you think it, do you think it's good like to do it often or do you think it's better to do it sparingly? I think it honestly just depends on the, the couple involved like say it's two people they both want to show each other something but what if those what if the interests just don't align at all like and they might try to make a deal but the but the other person is suffering but while they're watching each other the other person is just suffering on the inside i mean we have literally had that yeah. I've l we've literally had that where like I'm I'm showing you something and you're just like you're just not no. in it. No. And uh, I can tell from your stoic face. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I get, but I don't think it's something you should do often. I think I think because you know bonds are formed through shared um, hobbies and shared interests, so you shouldn't try to like force an interest onto somebody. Well, no. And I guess what's maybe some advice that you can give someone like, let's say that because um, two people can have common interests and then those common interests change. You've actually even been afraid of this before because um, we're playing through uh, Yakuza. Actually, by the time this airs, we'll I think we'll be done. Actually, we will be done yes. <laughs> by the time uh, this airs. Uh, we've been zero. yeah, we've been playing through Yakuza Zero. Uh, at one point, oh, perfect. At one point, 
you were afraid that I was losing interest in yeah. said game. Now, can you? Now, I know the answer to this uh, question, but for the sake of the audience, can you explain why you felt uh, why you were getting nervous? Well, you weren't really reacting that much to the story. Um, you were just kind of staring vacantly, like you always do when we watch stuff together. Um, except when we watch Star Wars, that's different. But I was, but since this was something we were experiencing together, I was kind of expecting the way the reactions we usually get when we like watch Marvel or Star Wars together. But I wasn't getting them, and then we wouldn't. You wouldn't even want to talk about like the story afterwards. You didn't want to have like an in-depth discussion about, ooh, what do you think? What do you think about this character? What do you think about this scene? So it's clear to you that what convinces you that I'm having fun with something or. Or I, I'm liking something. I have to um, at least be interested in having conversations about it outside of the activity. Yeah, because that shows that you're paying attention. That shows me that you were paying attention because I can't, I can't read facial expressions. So if you're just staring stoically at a screen, I don't know if you're liking it. I don't know if you're paying attention. You, you could be, you be, we'd be watching it. I'm having fun, but you could be like, I could literally be doing anything else right now. This is boring. <laughs> I mean, don't lie. You've uh, thought you felt that way too in certain instances, not in the game, but other things. Yeah, other things, but you know, that's me, and I can tell you. Um, because they're like, as we're like playing through the game, and you're kind of like afraid that I'm losing interest or something like that. Uh, I- I'm just like, no, I'm still on board with this, and you're like, then why are you so passive? <laughs> Yeah, basically. You don't have to keep moving the mic. Jeez. What? I have to angle myself like this? No, 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 no don't do that. Don't do that. I don't want to do that because I want the voices to sound Fine, then like, I'll move more closer, direct. So yeah. You don't have to keep there you moving go. it. <laughs> I'm just like switching between <laughs> you and I the whole time. Um, yeah, no, uh, that's fair. Is that something that you would recommend for like Spectrumite couples is like, even if maybe a, uh, like one of the people in the couple doesn't really feel like having an in-depth discussion, at least share a brief uh, synopsis of your opinion afterwards. Sure, maybe. Because um, again, we like to be listened to. We like to know that we're be- that the person we're talking to is at least listening to us about our passions mm-hmm. and our interests. Mm-hmm. Somet- uh, sometimes that can it-, it can be hard. I think when. Uh, two people had like common interests and then they kind of one of them i guess in a way kind of loses it mm-hmm. um there are some cases where i don't mind you know somehow i didn't mind the fact that you didn't really care much for uh, uh daredevil season three you watched the first two seasons on your own by the time the third season came out it was like two years later yeah so and different things came about um, I blame BTS actually for your lack of interest in Daredevil season three because it was right right around that time that you got into it that you first got into them. Um, or it's the fact that it took two years for timeline. Season three to come I'm out. I'm looking at the timeline. <laughs> Daredevil really um, wasn't like high on my list in terms of hyperfixations anyway. Yeah, I think I checked it out. I think the fourth episode of the first season kind of like took me out of it a little bit. Kind of like pretty bro- brutal. Bro- broke down the hyperfixation bit. I'm like, it, oh, okay, it, maybe I sh- maybe I shouldn't be following this that much anymore. Yeah, pretty brutal stuff. If you know what I'm talking about, yeah. you know. Yeah, the show's pretty uh, violent. Um. Actually, they really significantly toned it down by the third season. 
Um, so anyway, that being said, uh, we can move on to part two, but I thought it'd be kind of fun if we, uh, or interesting if we got into, like, when interests collide, yeah. more or less. or, or when, when interests drift. Uh, I can tell you that I'm, like... I like BTS in that there are some songs of theirs that I really, really like, but there are others I just don't really care for. Anyway, we'll move on to part two. Uh, I wanted to kind of expand on the conversation a little bit. I have uh, another, like, kind of subtopic in that. Okay. And I thought it'd be kind of uh, fun to go over it. Um, because we definitely have differences on the autism spectrum when it comes to this trait. Okay. And that's meant to be clickbait. This trait. And then it's just the dun dun. Yep. And then it goes into the ending. Yes. Yes. Hey guys, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast, write a review to help the show grow, and subscribe to my Substack at thepancakeking.substack.com to receive updates on new podcast episodes, a new blog post every Saturday, and other content I may put out. You can also check out the entertainment me, KG, and my friends make together on our YouTube channel, Vanzot Productions. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.